as always. Let's do, um, let's see, obviously Andy's new to the podcast and he's a United fan. What was your opinion on the game then, Andy? Um, up and down, let's say. Um, there was mm. moments where I enjoyed being a United fan and there was moments where being a United fan wasn't so enjoyable. Um, and, and that's pretty much been it for the last six years. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good to see, um, Harry Maguire after his amazing man of the match performance last night at the weekend, decided to have a lie down and wait for the whistle, um, after he was dispossessed by Richarlison. Um, and I think the look on his face was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to get a foul right now and just kind of summed up what it was like to be a United fan that night. Um, we went into the game, we scored two goals, we were cruising, and next thing you know, De Gea's sending out Christmas presents, like, what, ten months early, so... Um, I, I think I only really understand is why United, as a team, they, just, they, they, don't, they don't enjoy leading a game. Like, they have to be chasing the result, or they have to be, like, having to work for it. They can't control the game. Like, obviously, like, even with, um, when they won 9 0 the other week, there were moments where you thought, well, how? Like, how are they winning this much? Um, but no, I think overall, like, the game itself is just, it's, it, it, like I said before, like I said a minute ago, it's just the whole game basically showed what it's like to be a United fan. You had a ray of hope. And then crashing reality happened, and then you thought, oh, maybe actually this might be the time we actually get a result, and then no, you sort of shit on by Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah, um, oh, no, no, we got it. shit on by Harry Maguire. I am so fed up of watching <laughs> Harry Maguire stand and just have people run at him, and just knowing full well that they're going to score. The thing is, as well, is like the fact that. A lot of your fan base, obviously, has been quite highlighted in the news recently. Um, blamed Tawanzibi for the 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 free kick, but in actual fact, the the, the actual ball in was so defendable. Mm. And once again, Maguire is at fault again, and it's just leads to the point where do you think that maybe the the whole title of captain should be overlooked in your case for your defence because I feel like because he's a captain he has a free pass into the into the team mm-hmm. whereas I feel like you could do much better with other players I also think he doesn't get anywhere as near enough like um, there's okay there's one thing in interviews that he never does and it's never take accountability so it's always something like oh we need to score more goals that's the reason why we didn't win today and you think well yeah obviously if we'd scored more goals, well, we would have won the game. But we also but wouldn't have conceded three if you yeah, knew how to exactly. if you knew how to play football. So... He, he comes on and he comes on and says sorry. Like it's the only word he knows is sorry to the Manchester United fans. Sorry to all those yeah. watching. We will be better. We'll be better next game. But it's like, what could you have done he also, he also this puts, game? He also puts pressure on Shaw and Wan-Bissaka, fullbacks not doing their job. But Harry Maguire yeah. is he's terrible. He's rubbish. I really, really, I am. I'm so fed up of him playing for Man United and just getting away with everything. Because it also, it's re-sparked the witch hunt for David de Gea again. 
And I'm not being funny, after the Everton game, was all De Gea needs to be dropped, blah, blah, blah. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's got big decisions to make, but uh, I I mean, yeah, fair enough, Everton's first goal, a bit soft, but he's, I, it's not him. It's really not him. But mm. because he's not our captain and he's not English, ultimately, the media, the media go in on him instead of Maguire and Lindelof. So I, I, I said to Ben last night and... I think I showed my predictability um, with a, a message that said Scotty McSauce, or to other people who don't refer to him as Scotty McSauce, Scott McTominay um, came on last night and just came in clutch. He is, I think he's one of Man United's most resolute players. I'd use the word resolute. I wouldn't say reliable, I'd say resolute. He just turns up, he does his stuff. Um, and he goes away happy. And when he was captain the other week, he put in an absolute brilliant performance. And last night he came on and scored that all-important all and crucial goal that we needed to beat West Ham. Mm. I say that like I say West Ham like it's a team you don't expect, but West Ham took us to extra time. And yeah, they made us actually work to be in the pot for the next round. So fair play to it them. It's hard to break down. 11 players behind the ball, though, in all fairness. Yeah, as we find out. Yeah, you, 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 you say this now, but whenever me and Kieran say it's about Liverpool, as, we, as <laughs> whoever we play against. That's why I said it. Yeah. Whoever we play against, we always get fucking dicked <laughs> but, um, by stupid tactics. About putting the band on McTominay. Bruno Fernandes. I, I, yeah. I don't want to do. Do you not feel embarrassed by that, though, about Bruno being your captain? So again. You not feel embarrassed about that Bruno who had to be your captain and there's no other character in your dressing room. Like no, there's actually, no charisma. No, I don't. Well, yeah, there should be more charisma in our in our dressing room, fair enough. But at the same time, Harry Maguire got the armband after like six months. So Bruno after a year, I'm more than happy with that. I think it should either be Bruno or McTominay. McTominay's probably quite still young for being the captain. But yeah, it's got to be one of those two. I think he will be captain later yeah. on in his career, just not now. He's twenty. He's yeah. twenty four or twenty five. Like he's not. He's not that young. He's yeah. a. He's, yeah, he's. I think he's twenty four, and he's clearly like. He's clearly a profound international as well. Like what he does yeah. for the Scotland he team. He, to come through, mate. Yeah, he what he does for the Scotland work. international team. Like he plays. He plays centre back for international, so he clearly can show his versatility as well. Um, yeah, and he he can clearly do that centre back job on an international stage. Um, and I know he's not the Scotland captain just yet, but again, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he gets that captaincy role in a couple of years uh, as well. That's but Andy Robbo's job, well, yeah, but Robbo's Robbo's twenty, Robbo's twenty eight. Whereas so T- McTominay's got four Robbo's years not on twenty eight. He's twenty six. Is he twenty six? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't keep up to date with how old they are. A bit. That's I a bit think too my weird. testicles could captain the Scotland national team, though. <laughs> <laughs> you just affected. You just insulted all of Scotland. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scotland. Um, I, I think, didn't mean that. I think Ben. I think Ben, <laughs> you'd get too cold because you're used to you're used to some warmth down in England. So you, I don't, I don't think you do a good captain's job. Whereas you yeah, need someone who can, they, they you need someone who can pull. As as yeah, you need someone who can pull their socks down and warm up in the snow like Kieran Tierney did all those weeks ago. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, he's the best left back in the league because he wears shorts in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, McTominay had an undersleeve on last night. I wasn't wasn't proud of him. The Scottish roots were burning inside you. (laughs) But to sit for an hour and a half and watch a game of football like that, I would be cold. That was the longest game I've watched in a long time. I don't know how it... I know that a game is 90 minutes. I know that extra time is an extra half an hour. But it felt like about four hours long, that game last night. Like that. Let's understand how two Premier League teams in a cup knockout game can make a match so fucking boring yeah. for so long. I'm just like, obviously, like you said, like West Ham did sit back and they didn't really do much at all, really. They sort of took it. Um, I did think they were going to beat us, though, at one point. It, um, I felt like it was going to be one of those yeah, situations where um, we controlled the ball, had like 80, 85% possession or something, and then they beat us on the break. Yeah, a FIFA, a FIFA game. That would have been like a, a weekend league game. Mm. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, enough about United because we every talk about every week and the ups and downs are talked about most week. Let's go back on to uh, Arsenal. So Arsenal are finally back to being shit again. Um, obviously with the results again and with what everything is going on at, at Arsenal, do you think that? Arsenal are going to even challenge for Europa this season or not? No, no, I don't think they'll get top six, seven or eight. You literally said the other day you thought they were going to get top six positions. No, yeah, if if they can get if they can get their squad going back together, but I just don't think they will. Yeah, they have no they have no fight. They don't look like they have any fight. Mm. Whenever they play, it's so lackluster and boring. It's like watching. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to bring Man United up again, but it is, it's, they have nothing to them. I think the Wolves game, obviously, last week where Leno and um, Louise got sent off, I did feel slightly bad for them. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah, but I think so. With David Louise, he sort of brings it on himself, doesn't he? Like, with David Louise, he sort of can't respect him as a footballer. He's just a twat. So. He's an idiot. He's just a muppet. He's an idiot. He's just a muppet. He's just. He's, I'd say it before, I'll say it again. The joke. The, the, they're literally the, the joke team of the Prem. That's what they are. You can guarantee you'd laugh after watching Arsenal. Mm. And the fact that one of, our, one of our best mates is an Arsenal fan, and every week you see more and more pain in his eyes, it makes it even better. <laughs> Just, um, just because, but um, also even even in the game, you saw like you why why is a a top four side being being carried by? Well, I say top four, top six at a push, maybe who the top six sides. Yeah, uh, why are they being carried by these youth players coming through the squad? And like you know, why are these teams just uh, just like you know? I said it the other week. I said, when you think of a top, you know, you think of the Premier League, you think of the Arsenal team, you yeah. think of Chelsea, United, City, Spurs, Liverpool. And I think that whole idea of like that top six, like that formation of the top six, is slowly disappearing in front of us. Oh, 100%. 100%. Especially with the likes of like uh, Everton, Wolves, Leicester, now, and even Aston Villa yeah, and West Ham. Yeah. Even then, five. Well, yeah, no, but. 
but Leicester, Leicester, I'd say now are, are everything except like socially confirmed as a top six side now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're oh, frequently top. They're frequently finishing close to the top of the table, getting European football every year. Yeah, um, and they have their players to do it as well. They've got the players to, do, to actually perform. Like when you've got yeah, players like level. Madison, Vardy, even I, I tell you was... what, Harvey Barnes. I rate Harvey Barnes so highly. Yeah, he he was a, I, he I was a Liverpool target before he signed Jota. Yeah, he was. I mean, but I think with Harvey Barnes, he's not a little under the radar. So you've got you've got those video players around him. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like I I, I like Leicester as a team, and I like the fact that what they've done with the team and how they've like grown from within. Yeah, yeah no, Brendan Rodgers does a really good job. Really good job yes. to maintain. It's like I, I, I always, I always yeah. said when he was Liverpool, I said it's not, it's not the team. It, you know, it's, it's not him. Sorry, it's the team. Like when he left, like, he's a great manager. Yeah, he, when day. he left, he got, um, he, well, he was a bit shunned, wasn't he? Everyone was like, oh, he's crap anyway. Liverpool would be yeah, better without yeah. him. But uh, for, I mean, didn't he? Was he uh, then at Celtic? It was Celtic was. after Liverpool. Yeah, he won. Like he won. And, <sighs> Countless well, he won everything. He won, yeah, but that's the thing. When he was there at Celtic, that's if you don't get that, you're you're, fought, you're sacked, aren't you? Yeah. If you don't win everything. Yeah. So to be must fair, be the think... side tour. Say again. Must be the side tour. Do it from Liverpool. Go to the Scottish League and start winning everything. Redden Rogers, Stevie G next. So, yeah. so Steven Gerrard's going to come to uh, a mid-table side and make them good. So Arsenal fans, you have hope. You have hope in the future. <laughs> Arsenal fans, you've got a great hope of uh, maybe having the Stephen Gerrard. Actually, I don't. I think they actually accept. I think they 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 wouldn't let that happen. Surely not. I don't Surely, think Gerrard would do that. I don't think no, Gerrard would do that either. I, I think personally, Gerrard would be in the twenty twenty four when Klopp goes. When Klopp goes yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, talking yeah. of mid table teams, and to sort, let's go back down towards the other side of the table now. Obviously, with the the current form of certain teams, do you think the bottom three uh, are all but down now, or do you think there could be another surprise in the in the season? Um, it's hard to say. I think I think those three teams will go down, but if there is one to stay, I think it would be Sheffield United. Purely because mm, I don't know. Lab, I, think, lab, I think I think so. Obviously, yeah. So obviously at the moment, um, Sheffield are bottom at the moment with eleven points. Yeah. Uh, West Brom are nineteenth with twelve points, and Fulham are eighteenth with fifteen. Yeah. Uh, and then seventeenth with Burnley, and they are currently eight up so at twenty-three. So if you so Sheffield are already twelve points off, West Brom are eleven points off, and Fulham are eight points off, and there's only I say only there's still sixteen games to go. 16 games after the season. Well, 15. 15 um, for some teams. She- well, that's the thing. Okay, yeah. so I'm looking at the table now. Uh, West Brom and Sheffield have already played a game extra than yeah. Fulham Burnley. Fulham and Burnley. I really can't see a way they claw it back. I really can't. No, I can't see that at all. Un- unless West Brom... Uh, sorry, unless Burnley or Newcastle suffer some major injuries, I think yeah, it's going to have to be those three out of doing, really. Like Burnley, it's weird. So you watch Burnley, and you you see Burnley as a team that can defend well. They've got a defensive structure that works well. Yeah, with, they just um, can't score with Benby and Tartalski. Yeah, they just can't score. They can't defend Junior Stanislas. 
in an FA Cup tie. <laughs> Up the cherries. Come on, boys. Let's get to the do final. You see, do you see Jay Rodriguez's miss last night? Oh, that was shocking. That was it bad. That was awful. After, yeah, he was about four yards out and he spooned it over it the bar. After we spoke oh, about him the other week. On. Having his having his one game a season scoring a brace in the last round. That that's it. Because yesterday the he probably could have won them the, the game. The state of the pitch at Turf yeah. Moor was shocking. I thought that was in. I thought it was at the Vitality. No, I think it was a Burn. I think it was Burnley was a home team. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um. I only saw highlights. To be fair. But yeah, sorry, sorry. I've just. I've oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a burn. It was a burnley. Yeah, it was a burnly. I've just joined back. I've had a mishap with the old Wi-Fi, haven't I? But yeah, going on what you said about, I think we were talking about the two teams that the bottom three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My point is that I don't. I don't think they're getting out unless the two, two or three teams above them, have a nightmare. Yeah, how about Burnley and Newcastle would have to have an absolute stinker yeah. for the next fifteen yeah, games. Yeah. It would have to be it would take something seriously drastic in my opinion. I I and really can't like see Sean it. Dyche at Burnley, Sean Sean Deutsch's chips and gravy Brexit football will keep him in the Premier League. Um I've said it here first. Yeah. Sadly. There'll be yeah, there'll be shed loads of nil nils and smashing grabs. Yeah. And for some reason, Kieran really, really wants Burnley out of the Premier I just don't, I don't know why. I just them. don't like Burnley. They're so boring to watch, and when you play them, it's just they just don't do anything at all. Would you relegate Tottenham then on that logic? Yeah, I would. <laughs> any, I, I think any, I, I don't, I don't like teams that just sit back and. No, to be fair, when they played us, play, that was like the peak of like anti football. Yeah, it, it so just is. It just makes games football. that they're involved in so boring because they just don't do anything apart from defend. Nah, current. This year, I love watching Leeds. Unfortunately, coming end of the season. This year, though, Spurs is. Andy, you go, mate. Sorry, go. um, coming end of the season, I'm, I feel, I feel we'll just be watching Sean Dyche eating a bowl of gravel. Talking to Des Kelly about how he's had a marvelous season and they're ready to do it all again next year. I just have that feeling. Slagging off Jurgen Klopp in an hour and a half podcast. Sean like Dyche, if you're out there, mate, if you're out there, Sean Dyche, and you want a podcast appearance, you know where to come. I've got a couple of Liverpool <laughs> yeah, fans here that would love to talk to you. And the uh, the guy in Guatemala, come on, come on to your yeah. football, uh, we'll get we'll get you on. Talk about the new prospects in Guatemala, about the new prospects and the, the youth team that come through. And from my field of department, to any aspiring um, coaches out there, Mar- Marcelo Bielsa and Sean Deitch, they're, they're, they're the ones to watch. Um, Bielsa? Oh, yeah. Really? yeah, he talks about, he talks yeah, about creating... he 15 goals a game, mate. Bielsa's kind of practice is all about creating chaos and just not knowing creating chaos and conceding yeah, goals creating chaos conceding yeah. goals and having his interpreter pal just to make up whatever he, whatever he thinks is the right thing to say because I'm sure Bielsa isn't saying yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's cutting his team down left right and centre um, and his mate's just going yeah. yeah they played really well have you seen that um, that's a conspiracy theory going on huh? that apparently he can speak fluent English Bielsa really yeah I've, I've seen a few stories about him where um, the interpreter has said something wrong, and he's corrected them in English, like mm-hmm. quite outright. Um, really? And the people have started to think like maybe he's just like doing it so he can't have to talk to the to the press. This can't be asked. Um, I've actually never seen an interview with him. Does he not speak English at no. all? No, he, he's he has to 
carry around the uh, interpreter with him. Like, this well, he's been here for years. How long has he been in charge for Leeds for? Quite he's a while. Very EDL right now, man. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, well, that, 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 that wasn't what I intended it to be. Like. <laughs> but I'm just in this country. You taught the language. <laughs> you eat the food. All right. No, that, that isn't what I'm saying. I promise. I'm just mean like oh, you'd think he'd pick something up. Is as he? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, no. I don't know what you mean though. It's like when, when you're in a when you're surrounded by leads who are. Let's be honest. They are English team. Like the like the way that they come through the championship and the way that they have been like, their history is. It's like pure thoroughbred English. Like when you do Leeds, you think of like proper yeah. English players. Yeah. So when you have like a manager who doesn't talk English, <laughs> it's a bit like he's right, probably okay. he's probably not happy with his Yorkshire accent that he's got. He doesn't want to. <laughs> so, so he just goes for <laughs> so Spanish. Fair, do you imagine? Do you imagine that? Imagine the mixture of Yorkshire and Spanish. <laughs> that would have been gross. Where's he from? He's Argentine, isn't he? Or yeah. So he'll speak Portuguese then, won't he? Yeah, someone like that. Yeah. Anyway, we're going on a massive tangent about the EDL members. Let's go back to uh, top of the table. Obviously, this weekend was a big game for some. Um, City for Liverpool, it happened. So, um, next part of the podcast, uh, let's talk about... Yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much, really. Um, Obviously, United fans can dig it in if you want to, but... I don't think I can take away from that game is that Phil Foden, what a player. Um, This game was financially the best game I've had in about a year. Um, (laughs) Putting on my my first ACA in about a year and a half comes through thanks to Liverpool's shocking performance. Um, But yeah, they, they, they ran riot to be fair. They ran absolutely riot. <clears throat> the thing is, I said to you before the end of the night, I said, by the way, we're going to see about four or five today. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I think, uh, it was just, I don't know, it was just one of those games where I thought, you know what, I've I've gone to the point now where after the last few weeks and how our season's going, wake me up in, in, in September when the 2021-2022 season starts, because this is just... I'm just done with this season now. It's been a There's right. So it's been a right. This season's been a write-off since Van Dijk and Gomez got injured. Uh, yeah. Well, for Liverpool or generally. For Liverpool. I was gonna say. Because be like, yeah, well, they're not there, so the league doesn't count. Liverpool aren't winning, so it's a write-off. Because as soon as <laughs> as soon as any team lose all three of their defenders for pretty much two defenders for pretty much all the season, then the other one comes back for a game, gets injured for three weeks. That you, you can't you can't fix that. You I don't think I don't think Joe Gomez there. returning though. Even say say obviously Van Dijk's completely written off, but say Joe Gomez comes back for the last few months of the season or something. Yeah, you're not getting any better with just him. At the you've got you've got I, two centre backs. I honestly think him. I think I think him and Fabinho together would be a lot better than anything else we would have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It'd probably be your best, um, your best option. But I don't. I don't think them restoring back your. I don't think it changes the dynamic. Uh, what am I trying to say? I don't think you're going to win the title or get back into the oh, title race with them. No, hundred percent not. It's if, in order in order to get back, they would have had to come back around January time. In order to yeah, I don't, I also don't. I also don't even think that. You, I think your form will improve with just Gomez, but I don't think it will improve massively. I don't think you, yeah. you'll be anywhere near as good 
as you would if yeah. just, well, say, I, say I, just I Van Dyke came back. If just Van Dyke came back, you'd be able to look at it and think, yeah, they could probably still win the title here or get back yeah. in the title race or something. I but agree. I just don't think Gomez has that impact at all. If we if we get top four this season, I'll be generally surprised. Really? Well, well Klopp said that's your yeah. target now, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I mean. That we've done, we've done from winning the Champions League, winning the Club World Cup, winning the Premier League, to now going, yeah, if we get top four, we go. Um, but what you don't understand is you can't you can't predict that you're going to get two season-ending injuries to your to your first two choice centre backs. Yeah, you but, can't predict yeah, but Kieran, is is you see clubs that are in like fifth or sixth or seventh saying top four is our target. You very rarely see a team who are actually still in the top four saying, yeah, we're happy where we are. Yeah, and I, I, I do get that. But you, but we're saying that because of the card that we've been dealt. Had we still had Van Dijk and Gomez in, uh, injury-free, I, I believe, like at the start of the season, we were top and we were top by a couple of points. I believe if they stayed, we would have gone on to win the league again. But because they haven't, that's why our aim for now is top top four. If we get second... Yeah, but why, what, what I'm saying is, do top, you think he should be saying, enough. like, if we top two rather than top four? Because yeah. Well, yeah. when you're sat in fourth and he's saying top four is our target, I don't... I, I think... I feel it when Oli said it said this the other day, so I'm not just slating on um, Liverpool. Yeah. I'm like, why... It sort of seems like he's just settling and he's happy with what they've achieved. Because obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, yeah, well, you can't call us title contenders or we're in a title race or something. You think, well, you could because we were, we were three points behind the, the leaders. So you're yeah. in a title race. If you don't want to now go and win it and you're going to put up with these shit performances because you don't think we're in a title race, why are you doing this job? That's how I felt about yeah. towards Oli. I'm not questioning Klopp's job, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, why is yeah. he saying, I'm happy with top four whilst you're currently in the top four. So I think with the run of games that we've been on and the form that we're in at the moment, I think to still and the fact that we haven't had centre backs for the majority of the season, I think the fact that we're in, still in the top four is quite good. Even though we've had a piss poor January and a piss poor December, I still think the fact that we're still in the top four is actually. So would right. you rather go no, for I'm, top I'm happy four or Champions League? That is Champions well, League. Both. Do you mean like with yeah, the Champions you, League? No, I think he means yeah. I think he means like and do something yeah. that a team hasn't done back to back in a while, or yeah, they they, they haven't done it back to back either. But who won last year? Is it? I think. By, oh, I mean, yeah, cool, sorry, I'm there, forgetting what last year happened, aren't I? Because of COVID. Um. um I would say. Uh, long story short, I would say I top four. four. Okay. Really? Yeah. Now, so. I would one hundred percent rather finish sixth than win the Champions so League. So, do you get Champions no League? Ben, do you want Manchester well, United to top the, four? The only thing is, league? if you don't get top four and you don't get, and then you don't win, if you aim for the Champions League but don't win it, and then don't get top four, a lot of the elite players will not go to you. You have to have Champions yeah. League football. To get the Trust me, players. mate. I understand. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, as a United fan, you know, I would like your belief, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Um, what I'm saying, but what I mean is, like, if someone came to you and it was like a like a red blue pill, uh, red blue, yeah, red pill blue pill situation, they said red pill, you will get top four. Blue pill, you will win the Champions League. What, what do you take? Champ- well, Champions League, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think 
it's got to the point of our season now where we have to start looking at that, start looking at that option. Yeah, I was going to say, what where... do you think he'll do? Do you think because everyone knows Klopp can't fight for more than one trophy at once? We saw that last year. Can we just say that to any um, like Liverpool fans out there in the Klopp system that um, thoughts are with Klopp today because he has just lost his mum, so that must be really hard yeah. for him, and he can't yeah, he can't true. go back to Germany. He, he, I, I think she actually right? passed away. So, nah. Yeah, she passed away the day before the Burnley game, and that's why it was like snappy yeah. and short so, interview because fair play to right. Thoughts are with him, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But, but um, regardless, I, yeah, I, we're I still think, playing think... poorly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are. Dickhead. Let's get back. Oh, fuck's sake. I've made two. That isn't what I mean. That wasn't what I meant. Yeah. I so, uh, people are listening. Uh, ben is part of the EDL and he, he hates dead relatives. No, that is not <laughs> what I'm that. saying. I just mean. Let's get back to the topic. To be fair, Liverpool have bought yeah. two centre. Well, they've bought two centre backs, either as a replacement or a loan. We don't know what it is, but then why aren't they being deployed yet? What? I don't get why we're not using them. Because like, why would you not play for... them? It's well. F- first of all, Davies. Davies we bought for two mil, so that's that's done and dusted. Kabak, we we paid like five hundred k for a six month loan with an option to buy for eighty mil. At the end okay. of it, and what you're just not going to use him, and then what you just thought, why you just thought all of that completely wrong. You just thought yeah. all of that completely wrong. You just literally thought all of that How completely wrong. So we bought Davies for half for half a mil. Yeah, no, as in Davies is two, two mil, mil after add-ons. No, yes, that's after that's after certain add-ons. Yeah, one of them being if he's an England first team player. So oh, okay. there we go. I just saw all um, the add-ons and and Kabak. And with Harry Maguire, yeah, no one's playing for England squad. And Kabak, we bought for two mil with an option to buy at the end of the season for thirty mil. Not nowhere, nowhere near eighty mil. No, eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, it's not thirty mil. It's eighteen. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but I thought it's eighty. I was like, fucking hell. No, 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 no. He shot away for eighty mil. But um, but yeah, I. But no, I think it'll just. In my opinion, at the moment, it seems to me those two signings seem like more of a PR move than an actual. Defensive move. Do you reckon they've? Because... Do you reckon uh, FSG have done um, uh, a Glazers? We're going to sign a marquee yeah. player at the end of the window. Yeah, to that's, make what, I, that's happy, what I think. Even though no yeah. one cares about him. For example, yeah, literally Cavani. No disrespect to Cavani because I think since he's come in, he's been brilliant for Man United. He's been sick. But when they signed him, I was a bit like, "What? What have we achieved out of this?" Other than it reminded Cavani. me a little bit of the Ebra by you, you, when you when you got Ebra on a free, mm. um, and it was like it was just sort of that. We've got a, a big name player. We've got a you know a, a player who's got a brand with him. We've got a player who can make us money, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. I feel like with Kabak, people have already gone. Oh, he's only twenty years old, and he's already you know he's already done this, and he's just got such potential. And then, yeah, he's doing amazing, sat on our fucking bench. And then we've got what Davies, who's like twenty five. Where we bought him from, <laughs> Preston, Preston of all places. Yes, but like yeah, Casey, Casey, I, Casey, I just don't understand. Casey. You're no, forgetting we bought Wijnaldum no, from a no. relegated Newcastle. We built Robertson from a yeah, relegated Hull. Had, yes, but they right? both had Premier League. And also, didn't you buy Robertson? How old was Robertson when, when you bought him? Like 22? 20, 20, yeah, 23. Exactly. 22, Davies 23? is 25. Never, ever had Premier League experience. It, he is Liverpool's Igaro. 
Yeah. Mate, you bought that Amad Traore person for 37 mil. He's played like four games. Yeah. Oh, I heard something last night. He's played 57 minutes of senior football. Exactly. In his career. So, that is so, wild. That is wild. Yeah, but I've, I've not been sat here saying Amad Diallo's... The, He's gonna fucking win us a league, have I? I'm not saying that about Davies. To be fair, we 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 what? bought Bruno Fernandez from a, a struggle in sport in Lisbon, and they're now saying reports that they're better off without it. They're now top of the league. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they top of the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're top of the league. Like, by AC Milan. Bit, I think. Ibrahimovic yeah. is guiding AC Milan to their first title in how many years? And Cavani's come in and is scoring us goals. So when it comes to these marquee players that we were worried about seeing like yeah looking back at it we've just used three really bad examples for our marquee but players I, but I feel like the whole thing like Davies he's coming he probably won't play he might play 10 games for us if that but with Quebec yeah oh definitely he's not going to get any but games you realize this season, that, then so next year do you realise that Davies is a signing not a loan yeah yeah you signed yeah. him yeah, we signed it not alone. So why yeah. do you play ten games? Well, because we like haven't got any centre backs at the moment. If, if if in training him and Kabak show that they can work well together, I would sit them both in the centre back in a in a couple of games, and then put have a midfield of Hendo, Fabinho, and Thiago. Current... I don't think he'd risk. I don't think he'd risk taking Hendo, um, Fabinho out of that back line. But if it meant putting two natural centre backs in. So we would have our first choice midfield. I think the he would. Clock. It would have. Okay. It would have to give right. a couple of games. Like I would. I would do like. Like he. He did the good right thing about not playing either of them in the city game. And that was the right Kieran thing. Kieran Klopp won um, the league. I would then last year on the note. Klopp won the league on the nature that he didn't yeah. change his Liverpool side unless very very necessary. Now I think Klopp gets into that that um that ideology that theory that. His team doesn't need to be altered and can... So, if he's now got comfortable playing Henderson and Fabinho, is he really going to alter something? Because where Ollie chops and changes every week and it's like, it must be an absolute minefield at the training ground thinking, oh, I played last week, I might not get a game this week. At Liverpool, it'll be, I played last week, this result happened, I'm going to get a game this week because Klopp isn't quick to change it unless he needs to. Do you know what I mean? So... Where yeah. he, where I, he's got I, Fabinho yeah. and Henderson playing like this, is he is he gonna change it until it is it is drastic? Yeah. But he hasn't. I I think I think he would, because a midfield with Henderson in there, our our percentage of wins with him in there to with him without is triple triple. So this week. So I think if it meant Hendo going back in midfield and Quebec stepping stepping yeah. the centre back. That would change it completely. So this weekend, irrelevant of who you're playing, you expect to see two different centre backs in there. Yes or no? No, not ne- not no. I don't. I'm not expecting to see both of them okay. start. I'm expecting to see one of them start, and I'm expecting that to be Quebec and Fabi- okay. Fabinho with Henderson back in the So field. does that mean it's going to be another weekend of a bad result because it hasn't been changed? Why would that be a bad result? Because clearly, Hen- Fabi- you what I'm saying, had a good yeah. result the last three weeks, and it's not been changed. So if it only, yeah, we have. We beat Tottenham and West Ham. Mm, just like scraped through. Just we beat them convincingly. Mm, it's Tottenham. Didn't you just say we result against West Ham? Yeah, weekend? we beat them convincingly, three-one away. Mm, okay, but still, didn't play well at the weekend, did you? Against it was Man City. Yeah. 
the runaway leaders of the league. And you were 1-1, gonna... you were doing really well, and then Alisson did it to Hayat. We we didn't exactly have a good game, but what I'm saying is, take for taking Henderson out of defence and putting him in the field strengthens our midfield, okay. and by taking him out, which means we can put a centre back in defence, which strengthens our defence a lot. Yeah, I just think, like if you bring a, I know Ole had Diallo on the bench last night, and I was upset. To, I was upset not to see him, really, because you kind of want these players if you bring them in to be used. Um, yeah. so I think yeah. If Klopp can get the centre backs in, then it kind of gives them the it gives think, them a chance be, to yeah. it gives them a chance to be asked questions of instead of just being sat and yeah. maybe's and whatnots kind of thing. No, I, I completely yeah. agree. I think it would be Quebec that will get the most yeah. games, but I think he won't. He'll start with Fabinho, and then if he starts doing well, I think Klopp might then try Fabinho in midfield yeah. and David at centre back as well. Okay. Have you not? Have you but announced? I, I, have you I can't announced see your that's... Squad for the Champions League yet? Because I know United have. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, we have. We have. All right, back to back to the point of Klopp though. Um, picking top four over. Champions uh, Top four or Champions League? Sorry. When when do you think he needs to make that decision by? This week. <sighs> when obviously the Champions League starts. Yeah, because obviously do, do we play do, do we play, play Leipzig, Leipzig next week. First leg, do you play first leg against Leipzig? See how that goes, then be like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I would. No, I would. I would decide. I would decide now because you don't want to go to Leipzig, get see what happens, and then if you suddenly think, okay, yeah, let's go to Champions League. Oh shit! I mean, I got to fight a three 0 down deficit. I would decide now. What do I want? Let's go for it all out. Because one way or the other. He has to get sort of sour something from the season. Yeah. Because if we go to Leipzig and lose like I don't know three nil, and then he decides let's go for the Champions League. Now we got to fucking win like another three goals back. But then if we decide let's go for the Premier League now, go to the top four. People do on his case about why you throw the Champions League away at home. Yeah. yeah. So. It is a hard decision to make. It really is. But what for you for you guys now? What would a successful season look like? Top four, top four, and at least semis of Champions League. Maybe quarter yeah, semis. Yeah, like a decent yeah. a decent cup run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. What about you? What as a United fan would you say it's top? Uh, a good season for you. Trophy. A trophy. What's that? Yeah. Then you could win Europa League. He's still, he's still in the league cup but you're out of that we oh, uh, lost in the semi-final didn't we Spurs semi-final oh shit yeah um, but I don't know I don't I I honestly I don't know to be honest with you because I remember back in um, well, when the European group stages finished um, I saw a thing that I was, I was watching uh, Mark Goldbridge and that someone asked him said what well in February, when the champ when the Europa League comes around, what does Oli go for? Does he go for uh, a, a title chase or the Europa League? And, and his response was, "Well, it depends where we are in the league and the position we are in the league at the time." Um, so I sort of adopted a similar mentality. Cause to me, that made a lot of sense. But yeah. now I'm here. I really, I really, I couldn't tell you because I'm in a bit. We're in a better position in the league than I thought we would be at this point. Yeah. And 
don't really want to watch that much Europa League football. Like to get to the final win, we have to play nine more games than everybody else, which is a lot of games. So yeah, it does take its toll after a while. Exactly. Towards the end of the season, say say for example, we're in a there's a three way title race between United, uh, Man City, and who third? Leicester. Leicester. And we lose out because we've had to play an extra game midweek. And because of Europa League, then I'll be I'll be pissed, like beyond pissed. But I don't I don't really know what a positive. I don't know how. I think a trophy, a trophy, yeah. But I don't know which one. To be honest, I don't really know which one would be warranted as a good season. Yeah, that's it. Really, that's what I have to say on the match. <laughs> The, the depressing reality of being a United fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just some silverware, fact, some time the to... The fact we're in a really, really good position in the league. The best position we've been in for a long time. And I don't know what I want from the season. <laughs> because I can't trust us to do anything, effectively. Um. So let's go on from this then. I feel like we've um, had this free try now. <laughs> um, so obviously this week has been very very prominent for a series of abuse across the footballing world um there's been several cases of racism towards united players um there's been several cases of death threats and abuse towards uh mike dean and other referees there's been more abuse than ever at certain coaches especially clubs got a lot of abuse actually over the last week and i said andy said earlier Considering his mum passed away, you know, yeah. so you felt you would think some people would be a bit more human about these sort of things. Do you think that there has to be a step towards controlling this or not? Because I think it gets to the point now where, in my personal opinion, I believe that every social media account ha- should have to be verified, like a I say like you know like when you set up an account for um. For betting, yeah, you've got to send in your driver license and that sort of thing, or a, or a passport and a proof of that sort of address, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, in my personal opinion, I feel like that's what has to happen to be able to allow someone to have an account, yeah. and in that way, accountability yeah. is so much easier because you don't have some dickhead behind a football picture, you know, like uh, special Cavani ninety six yeah. shouting at to Anne and saying he's like all this and that and calling him the N word and all that sort of stuff and then getting away with it. Yeah. I think you should have some sort of obviously there's the issue with, you know, data and security and that thing, but at the end of the day, when you can prevent all this sort of hate and this hate speech that's going on online, I think that's the next step that has to happen. Obviously Instagram have come out today and um, they've said that they're going to um, bring out commitment to stop any hate, where some new measures, including stricter penalties and removal of accounts. Yeah. But in my personal opinion, that's not enough because they're just going to make more accounts, they're just going to make more profiles and do the exact same thing. Yeah. The exact same players. It no, needs I, to be I mean, like, just, um, yeah. in, in a way, I think uh, it needs to be a little bit like um, what EA do. So, obviously, you break their guidelines, you get your account suspended, right? But then um, it continues, and you get your... Is it the IP? The console gets banned? Yeah. 
So perhaps Instagram, instead of taking all these massive steps, like like you said, to sort of prevent um, trying to um, people making up accounts and stuff, if they just ban an IP or ban a device that's been made on, um, then that could remove... Do you see what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? I was was watching some... I think it was a news or I don't know I, I can't quite remember what I was watching but um it was touched upon very briefly um talking about talking to someone who's like worked in communication and social media and they were saying and a question was asked about um the police had gone to Twitter to basically ask for I don't know what what their, their profiles or come some of these images or the messages and stuff like that and twitter turned around and blatantly said no they didn't give any other excuse they just said no um and that's solely because of i think it's gdpr i think it is it's all about that kind of protection of self and identity and twitter has to uphold that even if it is dealing with someone being abhorrently racist and evil towards another human being um and I yeah. think but you can get around that. You can simply get Twitter and Instagram things and simply get around that by just changing their terms and conditions. The moment the moment yeah. Twitter have said no to the police, the police, whether they have a warrant or not, that that was the that was the whole question. The warrant gets rescinded, they can't really go, Oh yeah, we've asked Twitter to and the Twitter say no based on GDPR because nothing beats GDPR according to Yeah. But I the feel law. like it's ridiculous. With these yeah. I feel like with the whole Sorry, Sam, I was going to say, these, I'm going to call it, like, I don't know what to call them, keyboard warriors or anonymous, I don't know what they're called and what they're being referred to, but these people who yeah. are using, <laughs> whose names are like Rashford Lover Forever, um, Martial's, not, Martial's not the 50 mil down the drain forever, and they're <laughs> going at, like, Twanzabi with these simple emojis that are so simple and so innocent but being used for evil and such horrid things it's it's quite astonishing it's just a simple factory reset you get rid of the emojis you can't they're not there to be used people have to actually use the words and once you use the words it's you can do more with it then because you can actually access it more than people using these emojis and kind of but hey ho what yeah, I just yeah, I just think like uh, similar to what Casey said, there needs to be uh, more ways of holding people accountable for mm-hmm. their actions in every respect, and especially on social media because it's so easy. But you see things like it's, it, it spans across social media with everything. Everything people make up screen names and usernames and stuff like that to hide who they really mm-hmm. are. And obviously, you're taught as a kid, you're taught as a kid to um, not have to. Don't use your real name as your username. Mm-hmm. I'm currently sat here in a Discord call. All four of us are using our real names as our username. And every every single person in the server has their at least an element of their real name um, in their username. And I think, yeah, fair enough, we're taught differently when we're younger. But at the same time, this makes us accountable for everything. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I feel like with, like Casey was saying, how 
it would be good to have like identification like verified and all that the only mm. thing with that is is that it then bars the people who don't have access to those sort of documents from having social media such as and so like if if you don't have a driver license or a passport like i don't have a passport but and i know people that don't have um driver license so then how do they gain access to social well, don't, media sites? Um, don't things like Bet365 also accept um, um, birth certificates? I don't know. I, I, I think they used to. I don't think they do anymore. Uh, the so. thing is, though, they, they, in Europe, they have like um, national ID cards. Yeah, I think that would be good, and everyone would get one. Yeah. But like, yeah. Well, like, with like driving licenses and passports, not everyone has one of them. So then it would bar those people from using social media, which just isn't. And fair. there's people who like, who if they don't have passports, they can't use their like Legoland driving passports either because it's probably it's, it's, that's probably who they are. Like small-minded people, just I don't know what it is. I don't I don't want to do a verbal tirade on them either because it just makes me as bad as them. But it, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just Twitter and Instagram clearly document and hold everything that's getting said. Because Snapchat do. There has been reports and cases where people have gone and like gone to these social medias and like, look, this has been said. We know you have it. We need you to allow access. And if they're if they're disallowing access, does that make Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat? Whatever other mediums that it's being done on, because it's, it's it's been done on YouTube as well. Like people are doing it on YouTube, and that's probably one of the most open ones there are. And if these yeah. medium sites and with people who have all these mega bucks for holding them and using them, and I turn around and say, no, does that make them as bad as the people doing it? Because yeah, you get well, yeah, because it sends out it sends out the message that. Their people can say yeah, whatever they want. Yeah, because the, the crime, the crime is murder. It. But if there's if there's someone helping it, that makes him as bad as the murderer. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not murder, murder. But I'm using that as a kind of analogy. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know what you're saying. I think, I think, yeah, it sends out a message saying you can say whatever you yeah. want to whoever you want, uh-huh. and you'll be protected for it. And that's again yeah. going back to what Casey said about the accountability. There just needs to be more accountability for people. Yeah, 100%. And if, if Rashford lover is saying something bad about Rashford, it's clearly got to be taken in tongue and cheek because he loves Rashford. His his username says so. <laughs> if, if they actually use that as an argument, it's baffling, isn't it? They say no to the police because they love Rashford. His username says so. <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? You would never say that. He to would Marcus never Rashford. say that to Marcus Rashford. Yeah, he, he probably gets free meals off Marcus Rashford. But I won't go into that. Um. Mm. <laughs> but yeah in other news though uh, obviously uh, I suppose you could uh, Mike Dean had an absolute stinker this week in the last 10 days stinker but um, it doesn't doesn't mean that he should, his family and stuff like that yeah again that goes back to the the abuse on, on uh, social like, media I don't know platforms. I don't know if you guys watched um, Sky Sports News uh, around lunchtime tomorrow uh, yesterday they had um they had a referee called Mark Holsey on, who used to referee until up to 2013. And um, he was diagnosed with cancer in his lifetime and he battled it and beat it. Um, and he was talking about how kind of on social media people were saying 
to him, his wife and his daughter that I hope that you get you, you get the leukemia that you had and you all get cancer and stuff like that. And it's just horrible. Like, so if he's had that and he's gone and spoken on Sky Sports and openly about that, and if Mike Dean can't even bring himself to talk about what he's had and has been asked to miss a day of work for it, then I can't. I can't think how awful that must be for him and his family right now. And I know he's had a stinker. I know he's had two decisions overruled, but people have decisions overruled left, right, and centre. Um, Paul Tierney gave a corner last night, and the linesman gave a goal kick. Does that overrulement mean that he should get the abuse? No. So why should Mike do? Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's obviously there's the stigma of uh, football fans in there being hooligans, but they all just have this. Um... The mentality of, I suppose in a way you could just say violence. So, for example, that was Ed Woodward uh, back in the summer. Yeah. Um, he doesn't make the sign. Was it no one back in the summer? Well, it, two or three, whenever it was, about a year ago now, wasn't it? I think it was last year, wasn't it? I think it was last year. Yeah, well, he doesn't make the sign, and so fans attack his house. And uh, Mike Dean's obviously now been having to take a week off work because he's because of his abuse. And ultimately, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. We're all human beings, but. And there's also nothing wrong with having passion and football rivalries and stuff like that, but it just should never get violent in the way it does. In all ways, physical yeah. and verbal. Yeah, I never really understood why. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I never understood why it gives people an excuse to draft their families and that sort of thing. Why it gives an excuse to like go like personal with all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, okay. They fucked up, like you know, they made a mistake. People do that, like at the end of the day, like if I go go to work and you know I accidentally miss scan and I you know put it a ham, I'm not gonna get fucking called the N word for am I? Or I'm not gonna get punched out of the shop, am I? Like yeah. uh, it's just like a massive overreaction over everything, and it's just a fact, like I said, the whole accountability, so people can get away with it. Like they can just do it behind the screen and they seem to get away with it. And, they're so and it's like, yeah, and it's like, and that, I think obviously with lockdown and that now that more people are sat at home watching the game, they're getting away with it more and it's, and it's more intense because obviously there's less people going to the game, there's less people watching it at the pubs, that sort of stuff. They're talking about it and it makes sort Yeah, of exactly. Casey's so. right, you can't go to the pub, you can't have a bit of tongue in cheek, like slapstick banter. Do you know what I mean? Like you can have a beer and. You can just say, oh, yeah. Yeah, like that whole dressing room aura has gone, it? And now it's gone to that whole, and now it's yeah. gone to Twitter, and it's gone to the point where it's just gone too far, and certain things have been said that are just out of line and shouldn't be said. I'm not getting away with it because it's. So we said the other week, like the fallout is just so much longer now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I can, like you said, yeah, before we could sit in the pub and, I don't know, slag off Timo Werner for missing another sitter and, you know, all that shit, but these now people they can't do that, so they sit at home and they tweet it, and then he sees it, and then you know the like so we said it every week, the fallout should last so much longer, and it has has a has an, obviously a big effect on the players. Yeah, players who are so young as well, like the game is getting like younger and younger. These players are just going to be constantly surrounded their phone because I'm I'm bad at it, and if players my age copy behaviours with like being on their phone being on social media like if I'm bad at it then if they're going on their social media I don't get to see half the stuff they get to see because they're getting stuff sent to them 
just comments and hashtags and tat and, and stuff like that. And if they're coming off a game just to text their mum or their brother or their dad or their sister or their girlfriend and stuff like that. Or even yeah. Reese James's sisters, like if she's gone to t- like text some text him about the game and she turns her phone on and the first thing she sees is this one st- stupid emoji that like I said, has got such an innocent use and was put on so innocently all those years ago, but has been used to just cause hate and intent. And it it must be awful for them. Like, it must be very hard for them to kind of know what to do if they pick their phone up and that's the first thing they get hit with. Mm. Also, I think the worst part about it is, is that fact that the majority of people who do watch Premier League football, let's be honest, like... With probability are the only people like us who are just you know white men and we don't know and we don't we don't we don't understand the experience of having to have that abuse just because of the color of your skin just because of where you're from just because you know um like your sexual orientation or something like that like it's just the fact that we we can stand there and, and we can still understand that this is wrong like what's being done is wrong and it's, there's, you know, there's no room for it at all in, in the game or even in, in just in general life. But the fact that people can just sit there online and quite happily like just use those words and mm. use those terms, it, it's, it, it just amazes me that we're this Does it Does it start with to... sofa referees and sofa pundits then, or does it actually start with the, the Premier League like players and managers themselves? Because we all know that I think it starts just with. Um, I think to be honest with me, it starts a lot of it. Just starts with when you're when you're young, you go on social media, you think you're invincible. You think yeah. you can do what you like and get away with it. You can do all sorts of silly stuff and get away with it. And a lot of it as well is the fact that because of that, a lot of those young people who are getting into this sort of behaviour. Uh-huh. Has you know have seen it firsthand from people around them. Yeah. So unless we cut the you know unless we kill the monster from the bottom, then we can't you can't get to the top of it. Yeah. And that's, that's the issue. It's just that, that a lot of it is so deeply rooted into the game, and it's just it's so embarrassing. Like I I'm embarrassed to be. If it was if if I was a United fan, I'd be embarrassed by my club mm-hmm. to have my own fans abusing my players like that to the point where they don't want to play the game. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed of the club. I'm embarrassed obviously the fan base because I think the club have tried their best, like since that point, to um to reinforce their stance on it. But it also goes to show on the on the pitch, like Martial scored two goals of the week against Southampton. First two goals in ages. He should be ecstatic about scoring those goals. But as soon as they went in, he didn't. He didn't smile. I know he's a grumpy looking bugger at the best of times, but he he didn't he, he almost didn't react and he just looked so unhappy to be on the pitch. Yeah. It's it's almost like relief. It's almost yeah, probably, like relief. Yeah. Like, okay, I won't get I won't get abused this week, sort of thing, which is so bad. But and the, thing, and the worst part is, is that these people who are abusing these players, like these young players who, you know, like players like Sterling and players like Greenwood, they're always abused. But come the Euros, I saw a hatching and they'll love them again. Like, it just makes no sense the fact that just because you know they have that chance of oh they're a rival team and you know they're a person of colour, I've got to abuse them for it. Well, no, because give it a six months time and we win the Euros with Sterling holding the cup mm-hmm. in his hands, 
you know, oh, I love Raheem. You know, he's, he's, he's done so well for us. It's like, well, no, you idiot. Because four months back again, four months back ago, you put the monkey emoji on the Instagram post. Like, mm. how does that make sense? Yeah, they'll but be the first people. I, I, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Going, but going that's, back. That's just, that's just, that's going just back to like the Mike Dean point, I just I had something to add. I wanted to add that kind of like Hassan Hilter. I know I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of what Southampton have done and what he's done as a manager. Yeah. Well, he said what he but, did was wrong. That was that was very yeah, wrong. Yeah, he said. he asked the FA, to those who don't know on the podcast, he asked the FA to basically stand down Mike Dean and Liam Mason from refereeing any of his games for the foreseeable future. Now, what the FA should have done is stood by the referees and said, no, I'm not sure if they did or didn't, but what I've heard from that was that Hassan Hootle asked for this to happen, and I'm not sure if he got his way or not, but now from that, from seeing someone of a role model and seeing someone who is of basically celebrity status, a manager, a very well-decorated manager saying that, and it's being broadcasted all over BBC Sport, BBC News, um, Sky Sports. Fans are going to jump on that. Fans are going to be like, oh, hang on, he said it. Let me take this to town. Let me take this and just stir it up and and I'll just put something out there where my name isn't, where I'm not going to get caught and then it'll just snowball and it'll get worse and worse and worse. And that's come from just Hassan Hootle being in a little bit of a rage that he's got a lot of injuries and asking for two officials to be stood down. Um, so I feel I feel the FA could have maybe said to Hassan Hootle and then find him because it's if it comes from somewhere, then maybe that wasn't the best instigator, but maybe it did instigate a little bit. But there is also a lot. Yeah. There is always a line, um, and so obviously we mentioned the Euros earlier with um, Sterling. Actually, first off, question: Does Sterling go to the Euros? Yes. Simple. I think yes. he has to. He has to. He has to really. Yeah. He's starting to get into that form again. He's starting to get into that rhythm again, where he's playing, playing more, getting more involved, becoming more prominent on the pitch again, um, and I think. Someone with his ability shouldn't be left out because of a little bit of a run form that went down the dumps a little. Yeah. But I, I let's go, let's go let's, let's start from the very very basics because I think we should oh, should we just do the Euro in our in our opinion should we should we build the England Euro team? Yeah. So let's start with basics. I, I think let's start with basics first. Formation. What formation would you play? I let's start, I think three at the start back. With Kieran. Three at the back, the back. So yeah, back yeah. I no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Thinking about, I, who I, I also th- agree. Think who I want in. De- think about who I want in defence. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Then I would. Okay, so let's start off with. What about you, Andy? Let, let's Where would say. You go? I'm just glad Scotland are there for the first time um, in my life. And <laughs> 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 um, I, I think I think we should all pick like championship players and give us a chance. Um, yeah, <laughs> on Scotland and England's group. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So this conversation's a little bit um, hot spots for me because it's like I'm, 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 I'm wanting you guys to talk about, <laughs> it, of course, but I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, we're gonna have Scott Bain in goal. Um, Andy said, I think I really hope they take Troy Deeney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, um... <laughs> uh, Andy's there, like you know what? Actually, I think they're married to do a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think. Um... Um, right. So, let's start off with uh, goalkeeper. 
Uh, in my opinion, I think it has to be Pope. Yeah, it has to be Nick Pope. Yeah. Oh, come on, give us a chance. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's been, Tyrex, he's been well class. Arms, John Pickford, give um, <laughs> <laughs> give Lee Griffiths a chance. You know what I mean? It's free kicks like he did those four. Years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that actually. But then we these ones anyway in the last minute. So you're on Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, the three centre backs, I would say, Stones. Yeah. Maguire. Yeah, and it, uh, you're gonna probably disagree with me on this, but I'd say uh, Mings. you're gonna want some pace. Ollie Burke's gonna run rings around them. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would go Stones, Maguire, Gomez. If Gomez is fit, I'd take him. Yeah, yeah, because he not gonna lie, completely about Gomez. If everyone, <laughs> he's, Gomez. he's got the pace to recover, and he's been at the top level for quite. He's been well, it's not him personally, but like he's been at a club at the top level for quite a while, so he's he's got experience. I think another shout though, if Gomez him. isn't, if Gomez isn't fit though, you've got to look at like I don't know, Chris Smalling. No, if he's not fit, I would, no. if he's not fit, I would then play Mings. Um, if he's personally yeah, Mings from or... watching yeah, that, all that back teams, three is so fucking slow. I'd look at Brighton or Burnley Mings. centre backs: Lewis Dunk, Ben Holborn. Yeah. I was just saying, ben, ben White to be a shout. Yeah, but yeah, you need speed, you need pace there, and I don't. I... Mings and Stones <laughs> aren't that slow though. Yeah, but they're hard like, they? But they're but they're, what I'm okay, but say our fullbacks push up. Yeah. They're caught on the break. You can write Harry Maguire off from defending that break straight yeah. away. I just can't wait to watch. <laughs> I just off. can't wait to watch Robbo versus Trent, and they absolutely snap each other. Yeah, oh, that fuck, yeah. that's going to be absolutely brilliant. No. <laughs> um, you can write Harry Maguire from defending that set situation straight away. Yeah, John Stones isn't slow, but he's not that quick. Yeah, and who else did you say, Tyrone Mings? Yeah. Yeah, he's quick. He's quick. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not as fast as Joe Gomez, is he? If Joe Gomez is fit, he has to go for the pure okay, reason. So we we we, we can agree then. Yeah, yeah, we can agree then. Gomez, Maguire, Stones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full backs. Okay, full backs. I think right back Trent. Yep. Uh, left back. I would say Chilwell. I know Shaw's playing well. You have to I take Luke Shaw. Chilwell. You have to take both of them. I think Shaw starts. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you take Chilwell, I think, I think Shaw... you're giving Scotland too much of a chance. Luke Shaw's, att- a Luke Shaw's attacking game has him come on leaps and bounds, man. He but you could then also say, between those two, is that Shaw has only done it this season. Chilwell, has, Chilwell hasn't been bad this season, but he's not been amazing yeah, like Shaw been has. But yeah, he's... Exhibit, do, we, you ha- we have seven games in the Euros to do the best we can. Yeah, seven I games. think sure. I think no, sure. Sure, and Trent yeah, start. No build-up time, no cool-down time. You have seven games to go as do the best you can. You don't take someone that you think, oh, he's usually in good form, but he's shite right now. Yeah, he's not going to play well. But you take the players who are in form. Although fit your score. this is a this is an out there shout. I think I think they should take James Tavernier from Rangers. Kieran, he could go. That, he could Kieran, go. that is brilliant, mate. Because he's someone. He's he, he is he is one of those players that he's has been, never been looked at because he plays in the Scottish teams and that's a farmers yeah. league and all that. He's nonsense. been incredible this season. Absolutely incredible. I've watched. Uh, Chris, and then it, also, you can argue for Saka as well. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but I have watched he a did also of argue Saka Rangers games well. because of Gerard. He's about he's about to take because... Rangers to the first title in about twelve years. 
Yeah. And I think he, he, I don't think he would play, and I don't think he will go. But I think he should be in with a shout. I think he. I think I'd take him over Wan I'd Oh take yeah. Him over I I think it would, I think it would mm, be because what think we also forgot about. It. I really do. What we also forgot about uh, was could Kyle year, Walker mate. play centre back? Kyle Walker's disgrace. Oh, yeah. He's not. He's. He's. I think his his England career is finished after what happened last time. What happened last time? Yeah, trying to yeah, get a sex party during the pandemic. I can't remember oh, some... Yeah, yeah, yeah but then, some sort of... What case yeah, but then, yeah, but then you use that logic and you don't take Phil Foden. Foden in Greenwood. Yeah. yeah but it can't be one rule for Kyle Walker and another one for those yeah, two. Yeah, but Kyle Walker is also... And, and also, too. David... We're, we're, we're doing again. David Beckham would have never played for England to score that free kick if we used that logic. Kyle Walker is also yeah. 32 and Southgate's all about... But I, th- I still think... If we if we took three right fullbacks, it would be Trent Walker and either Wambasaka or Tavernier. And because Tavernier doesn't play, I, England, I can see now you said that, Kieran. I can see him. I can see him playing Walker as a fullback, but Kieran Trippier will go as well. Got to remember yeah. Kieran Trippier. Although he's been playing on the left from Affleckler. Yeah, so, if he gets his summer switch to Man United as well, he'll definitely yeah. go. What about centre mids? So if we're playing Scott McSauce three, and John McGlynn. The back. Oh, sorry, you're talking about England. That's sorry, sick. ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> How we said the two midfielders. So, I, I, well, I, so what, what would you say? Are you saying 5 2 1 2, yeah? That's a formation. Or 5 2 2 1. 5 2 2 1. So two wingers. Yeah. 5 2 2 1. So you have two, just two box to box midfielders, then, is what you'd say, yeah? I think Henderson has to start. I think Henderson has to start as well, in my opinion. Obviously, we're Liverpool fans. You can disagree if you like to, but I think I'm just thinking considering about the actual... formation and what's needed. I'm just thinking about actual centre midfielders that we have. Ruben Loftus Cheek, Harry Winks. Yeah, Neither those James there. Madison, Jack <laughs> yeah. Grealish. <laughs> you've yeah, got Mount, Grealish play you've on got the Grealish, you can play there, you've got Foden. Um, Phil Foden. Could... has to be Phil Foden. I, I, think, I think, could you. Could Oxley Chamberlain go? I don't think he's. I don't think he's done Fod- enough. Foden to... and Jordan Henderson. I, I think yeah. Foden and Jordan Henderson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Now the front I three. Wouldn't Hend- I wouldn't put Foden so far back. But you yeah, could but almost but... have Henderson as a DM and and. and yeah, you, you forget Morris. Andy. Yeah, Andy. You forget Henderson can run. Yeah. And run, and run, and run. He he does not stop running. The yeah. entire yeah, minutes. And Phil Foden's probably our most he's probably our most versatile player. I just player haven't we have seen Jordan moment. Henderson he much as a centre mid this season because he's been playing centre back, so I forget that he's a centre mid. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but. you've also got to remember Eric Dyer. He'll probably go. He will hundred percent go. Oh, I don't understand why he loves Dyer so much. Dyer, Dyer is Dyer. Like Dyer. Like, <laughs> he yeah. is rubbish. He is rubbish. He's a, but he'll he's go. a robust he will English go. player. He looks like an English player. Do you know what I mean? He's skinhead. He'll he'll probably start as well. He'll probably. You're not making me laugh watching that uh, Spurs documentary he's... and thinking, you know, Eric Dyer looks like the most EDM member <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life, and then he just busts out perfect Portuguese with Mourinho. I'm like, what the hell has just happened here? That's why they got on so well. Because he used to play in Portugal. Yeah, yeah true, true. He played for yeah, Lisbon. He yeah. yeah, he played for Lisbon. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, so winners, I uh, I would say. Uh, Sancho. I think on current form, Grealish has to play on the left. Yeah. On, on on cu- form, based Grealish on current form it. right now, yeah, yeah. Marcus Rashford doesn't get anywhere near the start on eleven on that no. current form. 
I think it should be Grealish, Sterling, and then Kane. Sancho. It's definitely one of He's Sancho had a poor season, Sancho, has... so far. But he'll play. He he'll go. He had no, a poor go, start to the season, start. didn't he? He had a poor start to the season. I think he's picked up yeah. a little bit now. Yeah. Um, That's a, a really difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because do you take Hudson Odoi, who's had a very good season when he's played? So this is our that... 11. This is our starting 11. This is the starting 11 we'd like to see every game, if possible, yeah? Yeah. Have you said Greenwood? I didn't hear his name thrown about. No. Yeah, well, he I doesn't think, get any, he doesn't play. get anywhere near the starting okay. level. I think he'll go. I think, he I think yeah, I think he'll, he'll go. go. He'll go for like teams like Scotland. Uh, <laughs> he'll go he go for the dead rubber. It will be like when Phil Jones played in the World Cup against uh, Belgium when we were already qualified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um but no, I think there has to. Uh, I think as long as Southgate realizes that the way forward is youth, yeah. and the way forward is you know these players are playing well. They are young and they are playing well, and they are carrying the teams that they are playing. And for. England yeah. will just so get another one. England will just game. get another one in four years' time. Scotland won't. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't understand why. Where we always this always happens. We have um, really interesting. Like lead up to these competitions and qualifying, etc., where we have oh, like, you know, like oh, Foden, he's doing well. But we could um, see him in the England team potentially. Get to the England game. Okay, so we are starting right. Jake Livermore and Eric Dyer. Um, <laughs> yeah. right. Tom like, <laughs> this is what I mean. It is. He he is just a, a waistcoat wearing PE teacher. He's got no idea what he's doing, <laughs> and he's just he's just pattern up and realise the fact that we've got good players that can be used and can, we can actually win something with these players and the fact that they win it? Do you think we can win it? Yeah. I can. I honestly believe with the players we've got and in the current form that they are playing at, we could quite happily win. Mm, it depends. Europe. You may get Scotland in yeah. the semi-final penalty shootout and look all David goal penalties. He's... Mate, I don't know how intense I'm going to be at the pub if that's the the, I, the, I the generally knockout round. I will not Scotland, sit with yous. I will not look at yous. I will not did, like. I will generally be sad. Did Wales qualify? Yeah. In my own did little. They? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I said it. Um, didn't Robert Ireland as well? Did they? Well, well, Ireland did. <laughs> Titus Bramble comes back from the England Euros. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The, yeah, the squad um, we have to utilise is big and it's yeah, good. There's a lot of depth. It's, you know when we were at the World Cup and we looked at the France depth and we were like, holy fucking shit, like the amount yeah. of players they could play. That's what a bit like we're looking like now. Like the players we could play and the teams we could field are ridiculous. And it's just the fact, like I said before, as long as uh, there's the right coaching team and the right mental state of the fact that we need to play these youth players, we need to get the best out of them while we can. Yeah, and the fact that, like we before, we had that golden generation. We had like you know all of the any any English player you can mention now, like you know Lampard, Beckham, Stoles, like that generation where yeah. they didn't win anything, 
we we can't have that happen again. We can't have that yeah. happen where we just can't win anything with the best I th- possible. I always so. think England have a squad that will be ready in four years this, all the time. I don't know if you say Deli Alley. Yeah, but the thing is though, we're now that position. Oh, I don't think Deli Alley goes, mate, to be honest. No. I think I he think. goes, I don't think he plays. Okay. Because don't forget, you've no. got you've got to have some depth. Because yeah, you only have twenty three players. Didn't mention, and I think there's a lot didn't of players. Mention, you've um, got to realise that we talked about Madison, Dominic Carver, Lewin, players. As I say, like, yeah, Madison, yeah. Yeah. They'll Harvard they'll Bells. go. I think they will go. Even Danny Ings. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, oh he's Vardy. To, Vardy's, Vardy's retired. Vardy's retired in there. Has he? Yeah, I'd love Jamie Vardy though. I would love him. Ward Prowse even has a shout, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, we always have we always have such a young prospect squad. So like you say we have a uh, Foden, Greenwood, Hudson Adoy, Trent, um Gomez at the back. Yeah. Uh you know, we always have these young players that Chelsea are like young as well. that aren't quite at this elite level, but they're good youngsters. And every competition we approach we're in that situation. It's always like, yeah, if we played this squad in four years we'd win it. But then that four years comes round and we've got a new batch of youngsters in who are just as good and play. And in my opinion, I think the World Cup could be a very interesting World Cup if we manage to maintain and improve the current youth potential we've got now. Yeah. And in, uh, in what was it, 2022, isn't it, the World Cup? So next year, when half of these players are in their prime, it could be a very interesting World Cup in my opinion. Yeah. But as long as we actually start using them and start utilising them, you got and we actually we go got Bakayo Saka as well. Mm-hmm. Just to throw another name. I said, yeah, Saka, Saka if you guys are worried where goals are going to come Smith from, Smith Rowe. Mason Mount scored more goals than Oli McBurney and he's our resolute striker. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We have a, a, an arsenal of of forwards, we have a, a list as long as our arms for forwards. But at the back, we're crap. We've got no one amazing at the back. Like, ben White. Yeah, yeah, but he's not really that good, is he? I don't think he's England potent England level yet. You watch Dan Byrne. Yeah, you could. You watch him. Dan Byrne go to the Connor go Cody. to the Euros just to play against Scotland. You watch. Connor Cody, I think, has a strong shout. I think yeah. he's a great player. Oh yeah, God, we actually have some decent players that could go. This is what I mean. You got such a such a stretch out of depth of players. But but, but even still, you, then, we to, we you to the say Euros. that you say that you can still sh- you have four. We have forwards like uh, Harry Kane, Sterling, Rashford, um, who are all world class forwards. They're all uh, in their in good fo- when they're in their typical form. They're all world class. But we we don't have a defender. We have good defenders like Connor Cody, you know Joe Gomez, but we don't have like a world class centre back or a world, obviously we have Trent at fullback. But yeah. do you know what I mean? The drop off there is still massive. Yeah, I, I don't know what you mean like that. There's, there's still that. There's quite a big gap between like certain players in the squad. Like there's like the world class players, and then mm. there's like the players that are coming through. Like yeah, like let's be honest, Trent. You can't argue it's one of the best formats in the world. And then next to him, he's got Tyrone Mings. Like, yeah, he's, just, he's, he's a, a good centre-back, but he's not... Yeah, he's a good he centre-back, but he's not like world He won't class. win a World Cup with Tyrone Mings at the back. No. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's a fact that 
uh, like certain teams have got those those youth players that are coming through. Like, um, but the thing is though, like you, you say that we say all this, but I I I can't name any other country that's got this much potential prospect coming through at the moment, apart from France. Yeah, but theirs is yeah, already but, there. Yeah, but even France are getting a bit old now. But then they've also got players like um, they've got Camavinga. Yeah. But outside of him, is there is there anyone who's oh, there's Camavinga um, and Mbappe? That's it. But like, what's that? No, there's that seventeen-year-old bloke. Is it Shirky? Shirky? Yeah. Well, the one you the one you just signed. Who? The isn't that one the, the one you just signed? The guy who just signed his contract. No, no, he plays for Lyon. He's an attacking midfielder. He's like six oh, Xerxes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's Dutch. Yeah. No, 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 there's a French bloke. No, there's a French bloke who plays attacking midfield for Lyon. Kieran, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know exactly who you're on about, yeah. Because yeah. he, 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 he gets a, he gets a hyperlink with our. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five-star, five-star as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but obviously, he, he's apparently got good potential. But most of their superstar players... Are already there. Oh, already like 25, 26, yeah. yeah so like, like Mbappe, they're already there. Mbappe's already Mbappe. He's he'll he'll probably get better, but he's not gonna fly through the ranks between now and June. Does, and so is he is he a player that I mean? needs to come to the Premier League to prove it? Yes. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to see Kylian Mbappe. And I think he comes to Liverpool. No, fuck up, Kieran, we're not having this conversation again. That's a conversation. We'll do, another pod. we'll do another pod on Wonder Kids and we'll see we'll, we'll talk about that at a different time. Um but no, I think I think we can we can all agree that um that the the England squad has much potential and the fact that if we if South Africa doesn't utilise it properly, it could be like the biggest opportunity just gone. It's luck of the draw in it. I think we can all agree this summer football's coming home. <laughs> dreams mate absolutely while we're out you got to look at it you got to look at it again like I said luck of the draw if we win our group but then play France in the round of 16 uh, Germany in the quarterfinals Spain in the semi-finals and fucking Belgium in the final you look at that run again you think we're probably not going to win it but then yeah. if we win our league we play a Scotland level team in the next round, a Scotland level team in the quarterfinals, a Scotland level team in the semi-finals, <laughs> and a Scotland level team in the final. We'll, we'll, we'll smash it. We'll smash we it. We'll probably see the goal from down the road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're imagining uh, you just, Bond because it's Michael Bond. Can you just, imagine what, can you just imagine what my dad would be like when he comes down to the pub? He'll just run down to the, yeah. run down yeah. to the Brunei if we win. He'll just be straight down there. Be like, oh. David, the... David the Kingfisher smashing up pint glasses. <laughs> 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 a pint of Sears or a pint of Scotch if we went on this. Yeah. <laughs> just turn up, just turn up like half an hour late to see Dave back to the cop car. And it's like, what's happened? Yeah. Like, Scott, Scott and Zero first goal. Oh, all right, brilliant. <laughs> they conceded a penalty in the third minute and his night was done. You got, and then you have videos of uh, Andy Murray on uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Scotland scored the yeah. winning penalty. Get in. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm really, really yeah. happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such um, a wild right. bloke, Andy Murray. <laughs> uh, it's um, great that we, it's great that we won the Euros. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really excited uh, about the World Cup. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't play tennis anymore. My, my hips crippled. Oh man. <laughs> oh, funny. Right. Anyway, carrying on from those shocking Scottish accents. Um, <laughs> 
Andy, that's poor from you, since we... you are half Scottish. Yeah, it's, 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 dread, it is dreadful, isn't it? But like, when I've been down here for so long, I like, just, just sound like I'm sound like a farmer, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, let's start to. Oh, we haven't done the. Kieran, it's, it's your turn. Yes, it is. It's time to shine. Time to shine, mate. So it is mastermind time for Kieran all day. Yeah. So as many of you might know, if not, we have started a new segment in our show. Uh, we're a football mastermind where we have a certain guest from each uh, each uh, interview slash podcast, and we will take the team that they support and give them ten questions to answer. Um, and we'll have a running leaderboard, and at the end of the season. We'll have, bring those guests back onto the podcast and we'll have a final uh, competition uh, in which we will have a prize of some sort, which we will figure out sometime in the near future. Yes. Obviously, if anyone's out there that wants to um, sponsor us for that, we'll more yeah, than happy to so, um, take your money. I, I, yeah. I, I did ask football, Nike football. You know, if you boys want to hit us up, yeah. we'll um, put happily give away a shirt or something. Bet three six five. Ten k Yeah, anyone, you know, get get where Ray Winston on the uh, on the pod. Um, but yeah, so Kieran, are you prepared for your round of football mastermind? I am. I ben, am. how have you managed to get ten I believe questions, Ben's got questions ready? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, football didn't exist before three years ago. Kids, football it? didn't exist until yeah. Southampton sold Van Dyke, yeah. yeah. Uh, Is it funny how the United fans are popping up, have they now got Bruno? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, sorry, we were doing it before you. Back in 1999, we won the treble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. Right. Ready? Yeah. So, well, uh, if a question that's wrong is a second added on, and a question that is passed is two seconds added on. If you pass all just, ten questions, you, you get consult, three yeah. minutes. All ten questions passed is a three-minute penalty. And can we just confirm that it doesn't matter how long you take, if you get more questions right, you're top. Yeah, the more questions you get overall out of ten, you're pretty tired anyway. So okay. it's a bit like the timer, the timer will be the goal difference. It's- so, for example, okay. Alex and Charlie Morley are last two co- uh, contestants. Both got six out of ten, but Charlie is leading because he did it quicker. If Kieran does this in four and a half minutes, but it gets ten out of ten, he, he's top. But that doesn't right. mean you use that time to Google, Kieran. <laughs> All right? No, no. Yep. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Who were the last two teams Liverpool have beaten in Champions League finals? Uh, it was Tottenham and AC Milan. Uh, who wears Liverpool's number nine shirt? Firmino. True or false, Anfield used to be the home ground of Everton. True. What road is Anfield on? Anfield Road? Um how many major trophies have Liverpool won? Can it be to like, is it like a nearest, or does that have to be exact? No, ma- like major trophies, exact, exact. Um, it's low 40s, because it's similar to United, but is it more or less? 
Uh, I'm gonna say for four, forty-three. No, forty-two. Forty-three, forty-two, forty-three, forty-two. Which final 42. answer? Forty-two. 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 Okay. I took way too fucking long. <laughs> Uh, which trophy do Liverpool currently hold the record for winning the most of? Did that make sense? Yes. Um, I want to say the first division. But does that um, count Premier League? Uh, well, it's just whichever one, really. Yeah, but um, does, is first division before that it was named Premier League? Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but, answer, but it's like okay. it's the whole it's the whole thing. So oh, first division um, and Premier League. I'll go FA Cup. Okay, yeah. um, in eighteen nineteen, how many mil- how many millimeters were Liverpool away from winning the league? It was like three millimeters, wasn't it? Emil Heskey signed for Liverpool in two thousand for a club record fee, which was how much? What year? 2000? Yeah. For a club record. Uh, What is Liverpool's biggest ever win? A... A... 8-1. And who scored the equalising goal for Liverpool in the 2005 Champions League final? Oh! It was... I want to say Xabi Alonso. Okay, it's time. I did, I, I, I did worse than last time. So, uh, Kieran, yes. do you want to know the answers first or the score first? Um, answers. Okay, so the last two teams to Liverpool for Liverpool to beat in the Champions League final was Spurs and Ace Man. Yeah. Correct. Roberto Firmino does wear Liverpool's number nine shirt. Yeah, it is true that Anfield used to be the home ground of Everton. That's a good start, yeah. Kieran. Good start. And then Anfield, got fucking dro- yeah. <laughs> Anfield is on Walton Breck Road. No idea. I can't believe you don't know that. Why the fuck Liverpool- do I know that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Liverpool have won forty-three major trophies. Forty-three. Oh, no. Me- <laughs> no. Um, the record they hold for them the the trophy they hold the record for winning the most of is the League Cup oh fuck's sake which is eight times I can't believe you didn't I can't believe you said the FA Cup was Arsenal famous for winning it 14 times yeah I know I knew it was one of the cups but I couldn't remember it's the FA Arsenal Cup isn't it it's not named after them for a reason (laughs) yeah yeah Um, in the 18-19 season they were 11 millimetres away Fuck's sake. Um, Emil Heskey signed for £11 million, pounds, <sighs> so another close one. Oh. Um, and Liverpool's biggest ever win were, was 7 1. That was close as well. Xabier 7 1? Lo- but we've also yeah. won 8 2. Yeah, biggest ever win, though. It's like the gaps. You said 8 yeah, 1 anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So either way, you were wrong. <laughs> How many, Seven, wait, let me Google how many trophies Liverpool have won. Major trophies is 43. It'll say 43 major trophies, Kieran. I, I don't think... I don't think they would have just plucked a number out of the sky. It says 42 yeah. major trophies if you Google it. I did. Well, I did Google it. That's how I got the answer. 
I've literally just Googled how many major trophies have yeah. Liverpool. 42 major then, trophies. Okay, yeah, okay. And then if you click on uh, the trophies that includes Kieran, that also includes the FA Youth Cup. So I didn't really want to use that as but it's... a um, fucking, what's it called? But that's, uh, that's, oh, that's, no, it says major trophies. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my days. Click, Except click the on L. the link. Click on the link. It yeah, no, I just haven't. I, I see it says three FAU Cups, three yeah. Super Cups, how and 16 Charity title? Shields. How many League Cups, how many League titles does it say you've won? 18. How many League titles have you won? I can't, uh, 19. Because you're 19. one away from equal, equal in Man United's record. So this hasn't been updated since you won the league this season. So if you add 42 to that extra league title, how many does that make? I reckon it's 43. I reckon you're right. Uh, that's bullshit. (laughs) If worse comes to worse, there isn't an excuse trophy either, so that'd be 44. (laughs) Hey, we've we've technically won the Asia Cup, so... Fuck's sake. Alright, so so Kieran, (laughs) you scored a whopping 4 out of 10. Um, that's bullshit. <laughs> I got eight last time. And your time. Fucking is, eight. And what's, what's your time? Okay, so add Two minutes second. 44. So you were six, slower hello? and worse than the initial recording. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, because in the in the because I was like, if I get them right, then I get them right, and it doesn't matter how long it took. Okay, but you got them all wrong. You got loads wrong. Well, I know. I still think my first row. I still think my first go should start. Not my. Yeah. It's not my fault. Andy fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault using Kieran's words that you fucked up this time on your. Phone.